time. Dexter sitting next to me and snoring. Ghost of time. And it doesn't have anything to do with testicles. That's right. I don't know. We're getting a little better about that every time. He snorted right next to me while I was singing it. And then I was like, everybody's going to think it's a ghost. So let me just add that Dexter is right next to me. So if you hear any any haunting farts, that's him, and I will be suffering. There, yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's a Tesla <laughs> ghost. It's a fucking dragon. Yeah. Likewise, yeah. Uh, the boys are right outside the, the booth. Can't Your really booth? hear them, yeah. but they're right there. They just they can't. I'm the only one here today because uh, our uh, Brandon and our roommate Devin are out running some errands, and uh, mm. so I'm recording, and the boys are like, "No one's here. Who do we sit by?" Yeah. So they have to like they're just right outside. They don't like it when I'm in here. They feel like they feel like I'm trapped and they and they want to try to help me but they don't know what to do. So they're like, "We'll just pout at it until it lets you out." Yeah, that's, that's what Dexter will scratch. I mean, you've heard him scratch at the strategy. door before. He'll either scratch at the door or do the breathing thing under the door. That scares me. <laughs> so it's like, "Let's just let him in. He'll be fine. Right, He's sleeping. Right, he just right. wants somewhere comfy to sleep." But we did I did get him to start, to start one. He's very high strung. <laughs> when it re- regarding like squirrels and birds and stuff, oh, and yeah. he oh, yeah. doesn't bark like a normal dog. He'll um, <laughs> it's more like scream at them. He screams. <laughs> That's kind of how he he talks to them. <laughs> they stress him out, is what it sounds like. And so I <laughs> put on YouTube for him for the past week, where with like you can get YouTube for dogs, and so they'll have squirrels or whatever and uh and birds and stuff and so he'll watch and talk to them sometimes and if they fly he'll go see where they flew off to um dot only cares about the squirrels when it's the squirrels she'll watch the squirrels but it is very it because he was sitting on the this is what happened he was sitting on the chair and he looked like he was so bored and i was like this poor dog needs some excitement and i'm not going to take him to a dog park so uh not right now (laughs) <laughs> so uh, I turned that on, and then it, now he's excited. He has something to watch. That's so I, – how many – I wonder, like, pretty soon they're going to start specifically making targeted ads for dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I mean, they have we're, things we're that they can We're living in the watch. end times. They can have <laughs> – I kind of like the ones that I've been watching because they do have like foresty no- noises. So not haunting foresty noises, but just like birds chirping or, you know, mm. stuff like that. And I like yeah. that. It makes me feel kind of like I'm outside. And then uh, – uh, but they'll also have ones that have like droning, rela- relaxation kinds of sounds or different other kinds of sleepy sounds, I guess, so you can play so play it when you're gone so your dog doesn't have anxiety. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, it's nice. There's so many nice. to choose from. That's good. But that's good. the squirrels, there's one that has like a group of squirrels. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they went nuts. No pun intended. <laughs> Are you ready? Do you want to read some stories? I'm so ready for this. Squirrel. Um, Squirrel. <laughs> yes, let's read some stories. I will start okay. out uh, with our submission uh, from Ant. This is a really good story. I'm, I haven't read it yet, so I'm cold reading it here. But Jamie tells me this is a really, really good it's story. It's a good story. Um, yep. When she sent it to me, she was like, this is so good. Very excited. This is how we, Aunt, we go back and forth. Ant is on our fa- in our phantasm tier as well, mm-hmm. um, Ant and Ash. Um, yes. And uh, Ant let us know in the in the phantasm chat today that we just had 
uh, for an hour with our with our phantasm cheer, he he let us know that it's really good too. <laughs> so, it's really good. It's been confirmed by all of us. So Aunt says, "Hi, Michael and Jamie. Aunt here. I heard you both recently got your COVID vaccines, and so did I. Well, we got our first shot, so I don't get my first shot. Uh, I don't get Punch the, the second shot until I think a couple more weeks from now. But yeah, we're close. Yeah. We're close. We should be fully 15. inoculated." By the end of uh, April. Um, I'm happy to help do my part to keep everyone healthy and safe. Good for you. I wanted to share my story. My dad told me about a strange experience he and some friends had. Ash helped me write it up. Thank you very much, Ash. Um, one evening during the fall of 1985, my dad and his friends Jerry and Johnny decided to go out cruising. The weather was great and they were in my dad's 1977 Camaro with a 454 under the hood. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> That's I'm, an I'm, engine, I think. Is that an engine? Okay. Is that a good? Is that a good engine? I got. I don't know. I'm sure Aunt will tell us. Sorry, Aunt. I am completely. And, I, I am, know. To I us, a four fifty four sounds like a drink. Four fifty four. A four fifty four is a gin drink mixed with something else strong. Or a really nice gay club. Oh yeah, they have great drinks at four fifty four. I mean, he did say his dad and his friends were cruising. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ed. I'm just sorry. I'm having fun. I'm sorry. I love you. Okay. Uh, they'd been out for hours, driving around with the radio on, just enjoying the night and the thrum of the engine. Everything was going fine until they drove down the old 700 in a part of Upland, Indiana, known locally as Spook's Corner. That, that doesn't bode well. Spook's Corner <laughs> has its own dark legend. According to local myth, a busload of school kids ran off the road and crashed into a tree at the bridge there. Stories differ about how many deaths there were, but people have reported hearing children crying and screaming in the area and seeing apparitions for years. Whether or not there's any truth to the stories, the rumors persist, and the place holds on to a malignant energy. That was where the giant shadow started following them. It was 9 or 10 o'clock at night when it loomed up out of nothing to blot out the stars behind them on the road. Big nope. <laughs> My dad says he first saw the outline of it in the rearview mirror. His friend Jerry turned ghostly white, and Johnny shouted to floor it. <laughs> they gunned the engine up to 80 miles an hour. I mean, that's, I could tell, I can totally feel that situation. I'm like, um, yep. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, you better floor it. <laughs> it's very reminiscent of your white truck The white truck story. story. Yeah, yeah, out there. Yeah. And, oh, God, yeah, fuck. Even though it was dark, all three of them could make out the amorphous, hulking silhouette chasing the car. Terrified, my dad stepped on the gas and really opened it out, uh, or opened it up. He said the speedometer hit 110, but somehow that thing was still keeping up with them, just visible in the glow of the taillights. Indiana is largely flat, and the roads, especially the bigger ones, are mostly laid out in a grid. It doesn't give you a whole lot of options, especially when you're going fast. Despite knowing the area, somehow my dad got lost. He doesn't know exactly where he and his friends ended up, just that as they raced ahead of the shadow, an old bridge appeared out of the darkness ahead of them. They could have continued straight ahead over it, but the road also forked there, and one of the paths led under the bridge. But that's the thing, in folklore, if you're being chased by a ghost, you cross running water and it can't follow you. I'd hate to be the first one to discover that that doesn't work. <laughs> um, taking a chance, my dad slammed on the brakes and slowed the car down the side uh, and uh, slowed the car down the side road beneath the bridge, hoping it would hide them from the shadow creature that had been pursuing them. He's not sure why he made the decision to go under the bridge instead of over it, but the shadow didn't follow. Aha! Okay, maybe. The, okay, all right. I'm sorry. This, I'm, <laughs> this, this is what happens when I read it in real time. Um, I'm like ah, I'm like that. I'm like that uh, news anchor that gets really into it. 
like reading it like the teleprompter for the first time and reacting to it. A family of four perished today in a fire. Like anyway, so um, <laughs> I mean that's it, how we do it. That's exactly that's how exactly. We do it. Um, the shadow didn't follow. It vanished when he drove under the bridge, almost like it hit a boundary it couldn't pass, and it didn't reappear. This, however, is where the story gets really weird. This part. Oh, my dad. My dad swears that underneath that bridge, the headlights of his Camaro illuminated a tiny village made of little Victorian-style houses. Past the sweep of the headlights, some of the homes had lit up windows and looked like they had had little people living in them. Already freaked out and utterly confused, he just put the car in reverse and drove back the way he came. That's smart. <laughs> That's not my business. <laughs> those little people in those well, little houses are none looks, of my business. That looks like they are not leaving the lights on for me, so I'll just get out of your hair. Goodbye. Um, they wandered for a while until the roads got familiar and then made their way home again, rattled but whole. What the fuck? What was that? Like, okay, I don't know what's weirder, the shadow following them or like the fucking dollhouses <laughs> under the bridge. That's yeah. weird. Okay, when he and his friends talked to classmates at school, they found they weren't the first to be chased by a shadowy thing in the dark. There were rumors and stories that it had gone after others as well, but no one was quite sure what it wanted or what happened if it caught you. You wound up living in a dollhouse is my guess. Mm-hmm. It only ever chased my dad and his friends once, but it left quite an impression. I, yeah. Uh, the tiny village also remained a complete mystery. My dad said he went out looking for it again, but he's never been able to find it by daylight. It's like it only shows up at night if you stumble across it by accident. That's very fairyland. That's very fairyland. That's very like, mm -hmm. I think, ooh, maybe they, ooh, you crossed to the other side. I don't know. I don't know. My grandparents would have very, very particular ideas about what this meant. Um, when I talked to Ash about it in the course of writing this up, they said it reminded them of fairy magic. Ah, okay. See, I should have just read ahead. <laughs> Especially with the bridge and the running water and how the houses were hidden. They wondered if maybe my dad's heavy steel classic car let him break through a glamour that was keeping something hidden from prying eyes. The same protective barrier also seemed to stop the shadow creature, but it didn't stop the car. We don't have answers. Only speculation. So that's my dad's story of his brush with weirdness. I hope you enjoyed it. I've got another one I'm working on with Ash that involves a doll that wouldn't stay buried. Oh, God. Jamie, that's yours. Um, <laughs> I don't like it. I'll make sure to send that one in sometime soon. Okay, so, okay, if it's got a steel chassis, because iron, iron is traditionally supposed to be the thing mm -hmm. that, that is uh, anathema to fairy folk. Like, they can't. It, it's dangerous. It's poisonous to them. Um, and that's why, incidentally, in so many, like in Haitian cultures, uh, a little known fact, um, shaman are anemic because they do not ingest, they, they make it a point of avoiding having iron in their diet for that reason. Like it prevents them from being able to to work their magic or it's poisonous to them or whatever is the thinking. And that's it goes back to this long tradition of iron being a... Uh, uh, like something that, like it's what you can defend yourself against, uh, defend yourself uh, against mm -hmm. fairy folk against. I, I don't know. So well, maybe we talked about it too in the farms. They would put mm -hmm. uh, their farming equipment in the corners of the field to protect it. Yep. Because yep, yep, it was yep. it was that iron thing. So here's my theory. I think he did exactly what that ghost wanted. That spirit, that dark shadow, wanted him to do. I think it was guiding him to that bridge. And he was smart enough to stop and back out. 
But I bet he was supposed, they, the purpose was to get him there. That's my theory. In my movie, I don't know. That, I... that spirit is trying to guide people for some nefarious purpose to the fairyland, <laughs> the little tiny village of gnomes or whatever, so they mm. could attack people. I don't know. I don't know. But it seems like he didn't disappear because he couldn't go. He disappeared because he did his job. I gotta say, like, and 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 that's you know that's a good that's a good interpretation of the Thank details. You. But um, I don't I don't even begin to have an explanation for the shadow because no. uh, that's weird. I mean, I'd say like maybe large bird, but 110? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think I don't see a bird following that long uh, at 110 miles per fucking hour. Yeah, no. Um, and I so I don't know. I don't really know, but. Uh, the dollhouses or the the small houses could have been. I mean, that's that's weird. It's really really weird, but it could have been. I mean, I know this was back in 1977, so I guess no. Uh, that the car was 1977. I imagine this was probably in the 90s. Well, it's it's just possible that some like film student was doing some kind of weird project out there and and was like filming. Yeah, like uh, it just it seems, and that would account why they weren't there when they went back. Like it was just a it was a it was a brief little uh, set. set that was only erected for the for a couple of shots and they went out there at night because they didn't have a permit I don't know it's kind of weird and I don't but in this day and age you just never know like I, I it's something I've learned about living here in LA that um, whenever something weird is going on my first thought is to find is look around and see if there's a camera crew <laughs> right yeah because 50 percent of the time there is and you're like oh, okay they're just filming something that's all this is like my neighbors next door who will uh, audition for their st- their on-camera stuff in their house and I hear them fighting and I'm like is that a real oh no 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 they're just running lines so it's it's kind of weird I don't know I don't I don't have an the only thing that 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 that, that to me that is unexplainable about this is the the dark hulking shadow. The dollhouses, as weird as that is, that's something a person could do. A person could set that up. Now, why? That's anyone's fucking guess. But people are weird. But that shadow, I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, the connection to me is that the shadow disappeared after he went down under the bridge. Yeah. Right? Which, the shadow yeah. disappeared. Stopped right. following him. Mm-hmm. So if he had... um, And then he stopped because he felt like, this is weird, this is wrong, and he backed up. He could have just driven through it. But he yeah. didn't. He yeah. backed up. And yeah. and so why wasn't the shadow there again? Where did the shadow know. go? It wasn't. And I think I it know. disappeared because it did what it was supposed to do. What if they were two completely, two completely unrelated things? Like maybe the shadow. I like that too. Maybe the shadow. Maybe it's just a weird area and there happens to be this little this little, this little little village of tiny houses that's like this spectral thing. or And also the shadow. And the shadow just couldn't right. cross running water. Right. Or there's some water. sort of like. There's some sort of like committee that they're not. Like they're on and they're not supposed to go into each other's territory, and so he's in he's my like, movie. It's there. it's kind of like they were being chased by Gargamel, and they wound mm-hmm. up in the Smurf village. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's the movie. And Gargamel Please. just can't go. <laughs> he can't go right, there. I so can't he's go like, in damn there. it. I don't know. But it's weird. It's weird. It's got that Smurfs. energy. That's yeah. That's I, man. I live for stories like this. The really just fucking bizarre, surreal ones that are like how they're more believable to me because the details are so outlandish that I can't imagine anyone trying to float that as a true story if it weren't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like people that yeah. try to lie and or make shit up. They they try to make it as believable as possible. Uh, in my experience, and and they the more outlandish and strange and nonsensical it is, the, the, in my book, the likelier it is to be one hundred percent true, or at least the person is describing exactly what they saw, rather than right. adding details for effect, because that that's fucking weird, and I don't know, really I don't know too many people that would expect to 
have that story taken seriously in that form. Yeah. So I think it's true. Good story. Good story. Thank you, Aunt it's a and really Ash. Good story. Yes. And Ash. And speaking of Ash, we want to take a minute and uh, talk about Carissa. Yes, we yes. Forgot we, again. we totally forgot to credit <laughs> the last episode's opening story, the really beautiful story um, about about being the only person to perform the mass, uh, the musical uh, yes. uh, uh, direction the for, and, for the, yeah. the, the grandfather. It was such a beautiful story. And we totally got caught up talking that we forgot to be like, oh, thank you, Rissa, for that lovely submission. So yes, thank you, Rissa, for that lovely submission. For that lovely submission. <laughs> we appreciate it. Really we do. are so, it's so sorry awesome. we didn't, you know, and it wasn't until... Uh, after it came out, I was like, oh, my God, we completely forgot yeah, to do it. Same, so thank you same, for being patient same. with us. It's just, you know what? Give you credit. You're just so much a part of us that we don't even think about having that's to what introduce you. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. It's true. Yeah, it's that's it's very true. It's very true. But, yeah, yes. so the, so the opening you. story for the last uh, full episode we did, that comes from Carissa. And quite a yeah. story it is if you haven't heard it. it is. Go back and listen to it. It's also one of my favorite episodes we've done in a while because I really liked both of our, our topics. They were good topics. Really good, good topics. topics. Okay. All right, Jamie. Next up. Next one. We have Tiffany. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Michael. Hello, Tiffany. Uh, I have submitted to you twice before and figuratively died when you read my story in Ghosticles 92. Unfortunately, I didn't hear the episode before submitting for the second time, so you'll most likely see me saying hello to you-know-who again. Sorry, Michael. Black Butler has been a lifesaver during my accelerated one-year master's degree program, for which I graduate April 2nd, 2021. Oh, very soon. Oh, my God. Yeah, congratulations. Or should Fun I say, fact. Or should I say, congratulations. There. Yes. There. Applied. There. Uh, <laughs> fun fact. There is a school of thought in ah. psychology, the name of which escapes me, which claims a character is as real as you are because you interact with them. Oh, oh, I don't, I, I know what they're talking about, and I can't think of what it's called. It's a fairly new um, school of thought. Oh, I'm going to look it up while you read. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, you have a point about my possibly being the one following the paranormal supernatural. My husband and I have since met Ellie, and she is a hoot. All right. A huge thank you for Ghoul Intentions episode 109 and another thing. And you are discussing both politics and religion. Those two topics are not easy for everyone to discuss. I myself am more spiritual than religious, yet respect all religions. So hearing you discuss it proved something for me, soothing for me, if not others. Thank you. We had a lot of people respond that they really enjoyed that episode. So thank you. Um, and now for the main attraction, spoopy ghost stories. Yes. And that's that's going to replace Michael's um, voice in your in your mind now instead of <laughs> Sebastian you're going to hear this you're going to hear this it's stupid be great. voice <laughs> okay here is my last personal unusual story for now it takes place in Maine shortly before I moved to Arizona the entire family was gathered in the backyard and we had a fire going some were drinking and others were roasting hot dogs and or making s'mores over the open flame at one point in the evening I mentioned having had an unusual experience with the bathroom let me go on because that's a terrible place to pause. Sorry. I found the door closed and knocked. Nobody answered, telling me the room was empty. I tried the door and found it locked. A family member who knew and accepted the house as haunted told me the spirit told the spirits to unlock the door and let me in. The door opened easily after that, and I saw what looked like the face of an angry spirit with pale skin, red eyes, and black hair. <laughs> now go comfortably pee. Yay! <laughs> um, 
I told that story to a family member on the night of the bonfire. As I told the story, the exterior lights on my camper flickered. I looked directly at the camper and said, if there are any spirits haunting the camper, you are free to do so as long as you behave and leave my boyfriend alone. Otherwise, get out. The lights <laughs> flickered as if responding to me. Could it have been the wiring acting up? Maybe. Could a spirit or spirits have been present? Quite possibly. My final thoughts on the matter? In your own words, a little column A, a little column B. My husband's side of the family has some spooky stories. I'll see if I can talk to my husband and see what, if anything, he's willing to share as the rest of the family is back in Maine. Share it, share it whole. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love the idea of calling out to something and having it answer right and then you're like did it was that real did you know for you know me watching unsolved (laughs) mysteries when i was in high school right then it was one of the spooky episodes of unsolved like ghost story episodes Mm -hmm. and they were talking about a light flickering on and flickering off and i know i've told this story before but uh i was sitting there (laughs) and and when they said the light flickered on and then it flickered off and then the light that was on next to me flickered off oh yeah and so yeah And then they said it flickered back on, and then my light went back on. And I was like, that was certainly weird timing. But I ignored it because it's none of my business and kept going. And then the second time it did it again, it said the light flickered on again or flickered off again and then came back on. And my light did the exact same thing with the television. And it never did it again. Like, I never noticed it doing any kind of flickering stuff again. So it was uh, that was real creepy. It does make you wonder. Hey, it's the commercial. (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is a commercial for our patreon please help us and support us and join the patreon we love you if you're already a member of the patreon we have a really nice discord chat that happens twice a month we We love it do it super cool all skate everybody that's on the discord uh is uh that chat will be on the we just said those dates was the the 13th it was at the 13th and the 24th was it? The 13th at <laughs> on the 27th. 4 p.m. Wait, let's see. Wait, I'm going to double check. It's okay. <laughs> the 13th, yes, the 13th and the 27th. Hey, I got it right. Yeah, 13th and 27th. Nice! 13th and 27th at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, the first one will be for everybody that's on the Discord, and the second one will be our for our Phantasm tier. If you are a member on the Patreon, you have to be on a Discord tier to be able to go, but then it's a really great community. Um, it super, is super indeed. fun and very, very supportive, but we accept and love any help that's given our way. We do. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for your support, everybody that is a member. Uh, please consider being a member we would appreciate your support as well and of course we always love all of our listeners so thank you guys so much for being such great fans of this podcast we love you i wanted a a quick update here um the psychological or the psychiatric school of thought that uh tiffany is referring to is called um very uncreatively experience taking it's uh it's why we get really swept up in a novel or a fictional universe of some kind, and we begin to really internalize the experiences we've read about, and we identify for the char- with the character, or they become part of our own kind of inner life. Um, it's it's there's a lot there's not really a solid school of thought on it yet. It's still kind of taking shape, but it's really fascinating. Um, mm. For those of you that want to hear about um, how not to do it, <laughs> <laughs> or the dark side of that, there's a really good video essay. Uh, with uh, from a YouTuber called Down the Rabbit Hole, I've um, I've discussed them several times. They did a thing about it's the uh, um, 
the Final Fantasy House. If you've not heard that story, it's about a group of like this little mini cult of young people that decided to all over identify, you might say, with characters they had, with avatars they had created in Final Fantasy games. And um, they went haywire. <laughs> Ooh, nice. So there's so there's definitely um also I mean, you can just I think like that, look at the... Twitter. And that is a really good resource. I do think I the psychologists uh, argue very eloquently in in my opinion that it's very important to be able to kind of open out into these experiences by because it, it basically that's the whole point. That's why we read and engage with fiction in the first place is because it gives us access to experiences we otherwise would never have time to have because we only have one life, you know. Uh, but you know, so it's, it's really great. So the ability to get swept up like that is, is probably also one, a sign of good writing, but also a sign that you are just a very sensitive person that is, that is, can easily empathize, uh, with, mm -hmm. with other people. And that, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But yeah, that's, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole bunch of literature being written on the subject as we speak. And I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by it. Cause I mean, it plays cool. into what we do as actors, right? Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. Thank, yeah. thank you for bringing that up, Tiffany. I went down a rabbit hole just there, but hey, that's what this is all about. <laughs> Quick, instant rabbit hole. Instant rabbit. It's just we just kind of we just broke the threshold of that rabbit hole. We just kind of yeah, more of a hobbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, the next submission comes from David. David says, "Hi, Jamie, Michael, and Matt. Uh, that's it. I am done." After many months, I have finally caught up on all of the Ghoul Intentions episodes. Oh, I, I misread the intention there. Let me let me come in for a second take. That's <laughs> I know, I it. I'm, that's it. Out. I'm done. After many months, I finally caught up with all the Ghoul Intentions episodes. Okay, see, it was positive. It wasn't like, that's it. I'm fucking done. Table flip. I'm that's, fucking I... <laughs> done. God damn it. took forever. <laughs> uh, I happen to be a guide for the Birmingham Ghost Walk here in Alabama. Oh, that's super cool. Uh, more on that in a later uh, later submission if you're interested. Uh, yeah. yeah. For this, more my like first... a later convention in Birmingham. Uh, hell yeah. For this, mm. my first story, I'd like to add to the mass spider experiences. Uh-oh. <laughs> mm. There's reason you're reading this. <laughs> in my home... Are you going to go do a puzzle now? Yep. In I'm going to home... get on my own rabbit hole. <laughs> In my hometown, a two-lane highway was being widened to a four-lane. This required the evacuation and demolition of all the buildings on one side of the roadway. It was one of many I was one of many scavengers taking advantage of the em empty properties before the bulldozers commenced creating scorched earth out of the old homesteads. That the sounds amazing. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I would so like... go into all of those houses, <laughs> every one, and just observe. Sounds like a great way to end up on Nuke's Top 5. Uh, That's true. As the sun was setting on this particular evening, I walked into an old cinder block workshop. Two small dirty windows let in little light, and the sun was not uh, on the door side of the little building. A quick glance about the place let me know that it had already been picked clean of everything but the wood shelving that bordered the surrounding walls. As I turned to exit, I noticed there were a lot of daddy long legs all around the doorframe. As my eyes adjusted to the dimness, I realized they weren't just around the only way out. No, they covered the walls. Every single like inch was covered in legs. <laughs> They've got I legs. Don't, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, taking in this nightmare, I quickly realized that there was no more to see and uh, there was only one way out. I decided to make use of it. 
ducking and darting, but not too quickly. Don't want to start a panic in myself or them. I went out of the <laughs> shop and into the shadows of the setting sun. I shook myself all over before getting into my car. It wouldn't start. Great. It's a horror movie after all, I thought. Eventually, the car did start, and I never went back. Note, yeah. uh, Daddy Long Legs or Granddaddy Long Legs are not the most poisonous spider. This is true. Uh, not only are they not poisonous, they aren't even spiders. However, that's being, true. That's they only true. have six legs. Mm-hmm. Um, however, <laughs> like, oh, well, what a relief. I'm not scared of them now. Um, right, that's fine. <laughs> however, being placed in the above circumstances, who cares? Exactly. <laughs> P.S. As I told this story to my dad shortly after surviving it, he told me a story of his own. He was working in the crawl space of a house that had been added onto. Laying on his stomach in a dark, confined space, he opened the small door to access the original crawl space. His face was instantly covered in camel crickets. Mm. And though they are not true camels, <laughs> again, who cares? It's true and disturbing. If I ran into camels in a crawl space, I'd have so many questions. I think I'd be too confused to be terrified. Uh, Hope this creeps you out in a fun way. Thank you for creating this virtual fireside for all of us to share and face our fears in a safe way. Stay a creepy. Thank you. Oh, we we shall. I hate him. We shall. I hate him so much. (laughs) Brandon would hate that story, too. Brandon hates Uh, spiders. Hates them. uh, Hates them. I'm not a fan myself, but I, I don't react to them. Uh, as strongly as you do. Yeah, I don't um, like them at all. Mine are rats. I can't stand rats. And it's for mine, it's not even it's not even that I'm afraid of rats. I'm just so disgusted by their very presence that some instinct wells up in me when I see one and I'm like, must kill. Like I Have I told you the story about when the rat ran over my foot? Yes, you have. And I yeah. would have I would have accidentally chopped off your foot to get to that rat. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I, I love you. It was you. an experience. I was walking on the street, for those who don't know. I was walking on the street. I was in Chicago. I was going to the to the train. And uh, there was a bush that rattled. And as I walked, mid-stride, it ran over my foot. Like, I could feel its weight on my foot as it ran between my legs. Nope. As I was walking. And in that moment, there was a quick hesitation. But I knew I was either going to freak out or I could just keep walking like nothing happened. So I just kept walking and powered through it and Never felt the weight of it on my foot like the whole day. I could just feel it there. It was awful. It was so awful. It was heavy, too. Okay, it was... so I, I used to live in a house, um, older house, right? Also haunted, at least for a time. And mm. uh, we, had a, we had a rat problem for a little while. Um, mm. It was it was gross. It was gross. Rats chewed through the ductwork of our AC. We had to get the whole fucking thing replaced, which was not cheap. Uh. So I already fucking hated them. I'm like, there. This is war. And every now and again, we had this we had this big uh, um, bag of cat food under the sink in the kitchen. And you know, I'd stay up late. My partner would be in bed, and I'd be up reading or something at like one, two o'clock in the morning. And I just hear this little <coughs> of of the rats chewing into the bag. I hate it. And I'd be like, that's it. We're getting a fucking tub to put it in. And then after we did that, like the rats would just like, I remember one night my partner was, he was working out. He was doing, uh, he was doing lunges down the hallway. Uh, it's a, it's a, with dumbbells. And, uh, and I, I'm that's sitting there. I was, I was writing Sorry. something. It, <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's a different era. Um, <laughs> and, and they stopped. When they got to the end of the hallway and into the living room where they could see me and see like this little area, the corner uh, near the door where we put our shoes. And he just kind of stopped and looked and and like looked at me. And then like I could tell something was up. I'm like, the fuck? What? What? 
what what's happening. I just and so he's like, okay, please don't freak out, but there's a rat in your shoe. <laughs> I just saw it go in your shoe, and I was like, okay, I'm not um, I'm not gonna freak out. <laughs> I just like walked over and grabbed a broom from the kitchen. I just started beating the shit out of our shoes. Oh, my God. I was like, I'm fine. I'm not freaking out. I'm not. This is just what you do. It's a rat in our home. It's war. And I, <laughs> I started. And the, fucking, the rat crawled up. The, came out and crawled up the broom handle. And I was like, and it, I don't ah! scream. This is what I do. I'm going to turn myself down because it's I'm really loud in here. But it, like the rat crawls up. And whereas like you or or my then partner might have shrieked, I was like, oh, no, you fucking didn't. Get the fuck <laughs> out my house, you piece of shit! And I was like, <laughs> I got, just got mad. If I'd have had a shotgun, that place would have been riddled with fucking buckshot. And, yeah. and so Ugh. I had, so my partner had to be like, calm down, leave the house, leave the, I'll take care of it. And I'm like, when I come back here, if there's one fucking rat, if there's a sign of a rat, if there's <laughs> even one rat dropping, this whole place is getting burned to the fucking ground. And, Light um, it on fire and send it to hell. <laughs> but don't tweet about it. And my partner was very, very humane. Uh, he he trapped the mouse in uh, in a little box uh, without hurting it and, like, put, let it out into a field. And I was like, you can't do that. Now it's going to tell everyone that we're soft. Yeah. It's gonna <laughs> and all know. its pals are going to come and be like, it's cool. They have cat food. And they'll Had just... you put its corpse and let you out go. there, I'm like, it, we that's should... a different message. We should put it in a tiny wrought iron cage. <laughs> And hang it up like a medieval <laughs> thief and just like hang it up outside our porch and be like, you tell them hell's coming. Like, I can't do it. Right. Rats. Rat. And again, it's not a phobia. There are many things I'm phobic of that I react to in fear. I just get. It's a rage. I get unreasonably angry when I see a rat. How dare you, rat? How dare you? I like yeah. it. I like yeah, it a lot. That's... It's. I mean, I hate it, but I like your story. Okay. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have uh, Lindsay. Hi, Jamie and Michael. Hi. I just want to start by saying that I've been listening to the podcast since day one, and I love the work you have been doing. Thank you. Uh, you both are a delight to listen to and never cease to make me laugh or even get chills, depending upon the story. That's nice. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I wanted to write to you today because I am finally catching up on this podcast. Life has been a shitstorm since COVID. Ha ha. And I know you guys had asked about morbid stories. I'm not sure if this 100% counts, but I thought I would share it with you guys and see what you thought. It's a little bit of everything today, and I like that. I like I it. Like I like that. I like having a buffet of ghoulish. Yes, buffet. <laughs> I like it Ghoulish, too. not goulash. That's different. Ghoulish Buffet. <laughs> Sounds like the name of of a cartoon character. <laughs> yes, what's your name? Ghoulish Buffet. Ghoulish oh, Buffet. It sounds like it's a Ghoulish Buffet. It sounds like the <laughs> name that it sounds like the name that Robert Goulet checks into CD motel rooms under. Like Ooh, yes. <laughs> Ghoulish That's Buffet. It. You may be familiar with my work, <laughs> Man from La Mancha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Currently, I work in forensic toxicology for a crime Ooh. lab. But this story takes place in the summer of 2016 when I was interning at the coroner's office in their toxicology section. 
olive, like my, if I was a dog, my ears would be totally forward right now. I feel like the story is going to check our morbid boxes pretty well. It is, yeah. What is a forensic toxicologist? It's basically a scientist who analyzes bodily fluids to find out if there were any drugs or alcohol in their system as it applies to the law. My current job relates to those getting pulled over for drugged or drunk driving, but... My internship at the coroner's office was related to those who died either from natural or unnatural causes. While I was at the coroner's office, I got to be part of the morning meeting that explained what deaths, bodies, had been brought in the night before or over the weekend. The morning meeting was pretty typical, and since this was the beginning of the height of the opioid epidemic in Ohio, most of what we were seeing were overdoses. The supervisor went on until he reached a, de- a decedent from the southeastern Ohio area. The supervisor then goes on to say, you don't see this every day, and explained that the man had died from a wild turkey. Okay, just to be clear, not wild turkey. Uh, A wild turkey. turkey. (laughs) Okay, I am, you have my, you had my interest, (laughs) now you have my full attention. (laughs) We all just kind of looked at each other, and being an intern, I didn't know how to react. The supervisor went on to explain that the man was on a scooter on a back road when he ran into a wild turkey and died. I feel like there's some intermediary stages of that experience we're not hearing about. I don't think you just run into a wild turkey and die. It's not like those fucking things in Final Fantasy. You do. For those that don't know the terrain of Ohio, southeastern Ohio is the foothills of Appalachia. So it honestly isn't surprising that there would be a turkey there. But I was so shocked that a man could crash into one and die so suddenly. And it just seemed so random. What? Is there now a turkey with a bike riding around? <laughs> like like the turkey walked off and was like, well, sucks to be this sore son of a bitch. Well, and then... <laughs> she, go- she goes on. There were a couple more moments of silence before one of the girls next to me spoke up and asked if anyone at the scene had saved the turkey so it could be eaten. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it just makes yeah. me think of Mrs. Lovett. What a yeah. waste. <laughs> we all started to laugh about it because it was just so different from the typical overdose deaths. And I could just imagine what the death certificate would say in regard to running into a turkey. I do want to say that we do believe that with every case we work that the lives mattered or matter if they are still alive. But sometimes this job does get heavy and we work so many cases that we have to find a little humor somewhere in our field of work. And it's dude, interesting working in this field. Died by wild you never... turkey. You're not made of stone. Right. No. <laughs> uh, it's interesting working in this field and you never know what you're going to see. I hope you guys like this little story and I, and hopefully we can all get back to some semblance of normalcy. Normalcy. Say safe you guys, Lindsay. And wild turkey what? Yeah, let's get back to let's get back to where it's possible to be killed by running into a wild turkey. Um What now, the fuck? Whenever somebody drinks wild turkey that has heard this podcast and heard this story, we'll be like, you know what I know what? I know a story about wild turkey. You know what's <laughs> what's sad is I can see over over a couple of generations this poor person's death being uh, presented as like a drunk driving incident. Like, oh yeah, no, mm. he, was, he, hit, he was hitting the wild turkey and uh, <laughs> he died on, on the road. Scooter. And it's like, what? And now <laughs> it's like, like no, no, the true turkey. story is so much weirder. Like one day yeah. people doing a podcast like this are gonna uncover the story. Like they say 
This ghost died of drunk driving. In fact, no, he was killed by a wild turkey. Yeah, uh, I believe when I told Jack this story, because Jack is from Appalachia, he said it was macabre. <laughs> I can't do it. He shook his face to make the gobbly noise. Macabre and went macabre. <laughs> yeah, that's what he did. <laughs> That was great. Well, this has yeah. just been delightful. Thank you, everyone, for your submissions. Um, yeah, this was really, really fun. And <laughs> I needed this. A nice, nice needed thing. Uh, yes. Keep sending your stories in. Ghoulintentions.com. We need them. We love them. Um, Patreons, thank you so much. We loved our chat this week. We will be back next week with uh, new dates. Yes. And uh, so until then, you guys have a good week. Stay safe. Stay sane. And remember... It's okay it's to okay sleep to with, sleep the, lights with on. the lights on. Watch out for those wild turkeys. Yeah, you guys enjoy yourselves. So salty about it, but you know, I love them. I don't want them salty to. Salty about the beach? Huh? Not even huh? Gonna, I'm not going to dignify that with a response. You said it. I said it. <laughs> it's not my fault. All right, okay. I'm recording now. <laughs> I'm recording. I've been recording. All right. Oh, one, a two. We love you, Matt. Three.